We cover Browns general manager Andrew Berry's presser from the NFL Combine. Traylon Burks from Arkansas appears to be a tailor-made match for your Cleveland Browns and all the rest from the NFL Combine on your latest Locked on Browns. You are Locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Uh, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out, whatever podcast platform you use. Make sure you follow and subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Five-star ratings, written reviews, please, and thank you. Uh, first initial stuff from Combine yesterday. We're going to get to hear a little bit of uh, – Andrew Barry, and we'll take uh, some of Andrew Barry's comments yesterday. Um, piece together some other thoughts here as we sit down with Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith uh, at underscore Pete Smith underscore, of course, Browns Digest on SI.com. Got to hear from Browns General Manager Andrew Barry yesterday. Um, before we get to the the meat and the potatoes of it, Pete, did we really waste Andrew Barry's time to ask him if Jedrick Wills was the left tackle? Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, that that question didn't bother me as much as some of them only by, by virtue of the fact that that's a question he's at least going to answer. Like the other ones where you ask about a player's contract situation, I, I can tell you almost reflexively, you're going to hear you guys have known me long enough. I'm not going to get into any details about individual player contract situations or anything. That's going to be confident confidential between me and the player. Like, I've heard him say that no no fewer than 10 times. So those are the questions I, I don't get. The Jedrick Wells one was one that at least got answered, and it was a breakaway question. It wasn't in the initial press conference. So that one actually had some use, um, uh, more more so than some of the others where, where you know he's not going to give you anything. In fact, let's be honest, that report from Mary Kay Cabot was to answer some of those questions so he didn't have to. <laughs> Um, and you know, look again, of course, you, you're not going to get here anything. And what do you, what do you think he was going to tell you? Uh, you know, we like Jarvis Landry, but we like Jarvis Landry at $9.1 million, not at $16.1 million. Um, certainly stuff that is not going to come from there. Um, for five months, Pete, we've talked about Baker Mayfield, obviously once the struggles, you know, happened in 2021, you know, with the injury, obviously with Baker's overall play, you know, taking a dip from 2020, and we sat here and everybody who tried to, you know, basically, you know, chime against us and scream against us and go against us. Show me a reasonable upgrade that's going to work. Um, and one thing you're getting from some of these this combine chatter, and of course, this is, you know, this is one of the biggest things, you know, of course, with the athletes working out, but the biggest thing about combine week is the news that gets filtered out as far as, you know, what's going to take place for certain teams in the following season, in the following calendar year. Um, all of this talk about you know possible veteran QB movement, it doesn't look like it's really going to be there. Uh, you have Tom Brady has moved on, most likely. Ben Roethlisberger has moved on from the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
but for most of these other teams, it doesn't look like there's going to be much change. Um, and we highlighted this by saying that we thought it was a weak quarterback class, which is looking out like it's going to be a weak quarterback class. So it's even if your intentions were maybe to move on, you've got to move on to something else, or you've got to move on to something that's going to be a brighter picture. Um, you know, and I'm not, you know, I know you're okay with Baker Mayfield. Everybody knows I'm okay with Baker Mayfield. Um, but are we going to have to do this once a week now as we, you know, is it still going to go on after the draft? He is the Browns quarterback for 2022. I don't want to hear names for God's sakes, like Mitch Trubisky, like all of a sudden he's, you know, the second coming now. No, Mitch Trubisky's getting hyped up. Marcus Mariota's getting hyped up because there aren't really alternatives at the quarterback position. It is literally just that simple. Yeah. Um, Nothing seems to do more for a quarterback stock than disappear in the NFL for a year or two. Um, there's just this element of like, what what have they been doing for the past two years? Maybe they got way better. I, I don't dislike Mitch Trubisky. I just think his best fit is with the Giants. And if it's not, it's because he's going to get a starting job. It makes no sense for him to come here. But look, no he goes to the Giants. It's a viable, viable. Look, it's a brand new regime. They have nothing tied into Daniel Jones. It's going to be a new system. And to the you know advantage of Mitch Trubisky, he knows said system. If you are uh, Trubisky or Mariota or you know one of these other quarterbacks, you aren't signing with the Browns if you aren't going to get snaps to really compete. And that to, is an inherent disadvantage because – Joe Burrow is not giving up snaps to Brandon Allen. Like the you, you are legitimately taking away snaps from the guy, the, the, your best chance to win at that point, regardless of who wins. But the other part of that is you, you sign Mitch Trubisky. May, Baker Mayfield wipes the floor with him because he's in his third year in the offense, and the excuse will immediately be, well, Mitch Trubisky was in his first year in the offense. Well, yeah, that was clear before he signed here. Don't waste your time. Uh, so – that stuff just never makes any sense to me. I don't think the Browns are going to explore that as much as people keep trying to like insist that's going to happen. Uh, I, I have long believed that the second they put Nick Mullins on the practice squad, that was going to be the plan. He's better than people think he is. He played okay in the Raiders game in spite of the fact he had one walkthrough to get ready. Uh, and he's in the right age and he's played a lot of football. He's played, I think he's now started 17 games in the NFL. Um, that is what you want. And the other thing I would argue with, with that is if you don't believe Baker Mayfield is the guy, and let's say you want one of the quarterbacks in the draft next year, you want to trade up a whole bunch of stuff to go get CJ Stroud is an example, or the kid from Alabama, whatever the the kid who's going to be more, the player is going to be more useful for him in that scenario is Nick Mullins because he knows the offense. Like he can actually be a real asset and they're not going to pretend that he's the guy who's like, really the starter at that point. He's there to help this this player, which is the Browns did that with Keenum. Keenum was not, you know, Keenum was theoretically signed because he could play a little bit, but he was really signed because he knew so much and was an asset in that venue. That's what Nick Mullins is sort of being developed to be. So it uh, makes no sense to me. And and I, I and at the market just, dick. If, if these guys are being talked about as starting quarterbacks, it's telling you everything you need to know. Like, uh, you know, I saw one thing talking about the Broncos might be looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. The Broncos have the most talent, the most assets, and the most desire to get a top quarterback. If they're sort of having to go, well, maybe we we, we need to look at Jimmy Garoppolo. 
that is the that is the ultimate barometer of where this sort of veteran option group is. It's just not there. You and you want to talk about? I mean, going from basically the penthouse to the basement. I mean, here's a team that maybe a year ago a lot of people really really felt the opportunity with the Denver Broncos that. Aaron Rodgers was a legitimate option. They legitimately could acquire him. It was going to cost a ton. They had a ton to offer. And I mean, you, I mean, again, I mean, going from the penthouse to the basement of, well, Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, the night and day as far as on field performer. Um, and Garoppolo has got his own thing now, obviously, you know, where he's going, you know, uh, you know, we all thought it was the finger last year, but apparently, you know, the, the, uh, the throwing shoulder, which he's having operated on, which is going to put him out pretty similar to Baker Mayfield, you know, most of the off season, you know, with talks of being ready to go by the time everything kicks back into gear over the summer. Um, so I don't know how that affects Jimmy Garoppolo, but here's a guy and, you know, he, you know, anything you're going to be able to do with him, you know, off season is going to be basically just, you know, teaching him, you know, working with him within the system. You're really not going to be able to get him to work all that much. Um, yeah, so for the Denver Broncos, I mean, really, really a change of pace from a year ago where everybody was talking about here's a team that might be acquiring Aaron Rodgers. He wants to start moving, you know, closer out that way. And then all of a sudden, you know, here you are in the scenario where it's, you know, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, there is no market. Um, and look, teams like Washington, teams like Carolina, possibly Tampa Bay, Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, Jimmy Garoppolo, they probably have value in those places. Um, and again, it's just a testament on you know, what this draft class is. Um, you know, Malik Willis looks like th there's a lot there, but you can't expect much, if anything. Year one, Trey Lance went third overall last year, and you saw the way the San Francisco 49ers handled him. So, you know, it's it's just not there to be had this year. And you look, even though you have holes, you want to fix said holes, you want to improve you know, on your quarterback position. Sometimes you get a weird year like this, an anomaly where it's just not an option. You do not have the availability of the resources availability to fix said problem. So even for a lot of teams, you know, they might want to be moving on. They might want to change their quarterback position, but there's just no, you know, foreseeable upgrade, which is something Pete and I tried to tell everybody for five months. We're going to get into a little bit more here, uh, you know, from Barry's press or some other things, uh, you know, regarding, you know, the state of the Browns and, of course, Combine Week. We're going to continue to roll through here. Your latest Locked On Browns Wednesday NFL Combine Week in full swing. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full strength for both the NBA and the NCAA. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC, and of course, carries you through all the Olympic coverage. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Pete, one other thing that come out of the Andrew Barry presser yesterday was, you know, the discussion of the Wonderlic, which has now been eliminated. And Andrew Barry, and this is something we kind of felt, you know, newer, modern, more forward thinking, more analytical. This is something that, you know, the Browns, it, it the way they're currently constructed, the Wonderlic wasn't something that they really had any interest in whatsoever. Well, look. The only reason the wonder look is no longer part of the NFL is because nobody uses it. If, if teams are still using it, they'd still do it. Um, this is, 
uh, something that's been out of date for for decades. It never made sense. I mean, the 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 Wonderlick it was an aptitude. I mean, it it is an aptitude test, but it was used by like you know various like hiring firms to sort of just try to get a sense of aptitude. Like, and the NFL just sort of went, yeah, we could use that. It, it you know, it, it never made sense. The scores are supposed to be confidential, and yet every year they would come out and people who took no time or effort and put into it and their embarrassing scores, which um, would be just leaked and embarrassing. You know, you like, you, you can name guys, Vince Young off the top of my head, embarrassing Wonderlick scores. And there was this, the, the funniest part about the, the Wonderlick was there was this weird correlation between corners and tight ends who put up horrible scores, but were superstars. Uh, it just, you know, it's I, I get what it's trying to do, um, you know, with like basic word problems and some logic problems and some arithmetic and stuff like that. But there are just better ways to sort of measure aptitude in terms of football and what you need to get out of that, whether it's interviews or some teams have come up with their own tests of some sort. If, if it's not like that same type of thing. Uh, so, you know, this was this was something that needed to go away and it, and it, it took this long to do it. I mean, good, but you know, whatever. I think for the Browns, Pete, and this is what I took away from it is I think the Browns with this, it's going to be, uh, we'll just call your college and see what your GPA was. If you rocked a three, three or three, four intelligence wise, or your ability to make decisions or your ability to understand that's good enough. I mean, you know, players that walked out of Northwestern players that walked out well, of Notre Dame, Okay, you know, so there's a there is like sort of a thought process with how this stuff works. You know, you you can, but you could do this without using a Wonderlick test. the the guy, The idea is, how fast does a does a kid take the test? In the case of the Wonderlick, it's fifty questions in in twelve minutes. You know, you're you're not getting guys who are taking like an hour and a half to you know the full period, as it were, to finish it versus the guy who gets it done, and like. There is some mythology with how that works in terms of how quickly they can process and, and that type of stuff. So from that standpoint, I kind of get it. But there's, again, better ways to do it. Yeah, and it just, I don't know. I mean, look, it, you know, understanding and monitoring the intelligence of somebody that you're going to put a four-year, three-year, four-year, five-year investment to. Um, in a lot of these cases, you know, I mean, these players and what they do on the field for you, it's essentially – going to be a testament to your own job and your own job security. Um, but, you know, it, it, there's so many other avenues and ways certainly to go about this. One thing, and I think collectively you took away from, you know, obviously we've discussed ad, ad nauseum and many people have, you know, of the Browns glaring needs at wide receiver, certainly at defensive line. Um, but this is a team that is looking at this and looking at pick 13, which they hold for now. Um, and saying we're looking for the player that is best going to overall improve our team. Um, certainly wide receiver would be in the consideration. Certainly defensive line would be in consideration. Um, but it, it is going to be the best player that they are comfortable with. This team, this team is not going to force or grab a player because he plays a set position where they can necessarily have a hole. They are not going to basically, you know, 
jump into anything. All of this is such a well thought out process. And that is the one thing I came away with it. And, you know, it did make me think things of, you know, and the way Andrew Barry said it, you know, even if you do sign Jadavian Clowney, I still think edge is pretty much on the board. If you find a way to get a wide receiver here in free agency, that could mean wide receiver still is very much in play. But the point is, is we are looking for the best overall football player at 13. It does not matter necessarily that he may play the position that is one of the bigger holes on our roster. Wide receiver, defensive line, and really in this class, defensive end make a lot of sense. But the, the word, you know, it, this is why I, I really enjoy when people ask Andrew Berry process questions because he answers those and he gives you a ton of insight um, into how they think. He kept using the words like investment and opportunity. Those don't sound like guys who don't sound like words for guys who are going to be like, yeah, we need to, we need to address needs or we need to reach for a player or we have to take a certain position. Um, they're going to try to maximize value. And certainly there's going to be weight in terms of how you approach that. Um, you know, a quarterback, certainly the most valuable. And then that next tier is, Offensive tackle, offensive guard, defensive end, defensive tackle, corner, wide receiver. Like those are the guys you take usually take in the first round. And, and you could in tight end, you could probably include in there just the way the the, the, the league is gone. Uh, but that's not likely to include things like center. It's not likely to include things like obviously punter. So you know the Browns are trying to make the best investment, the best return on that investment. Um, at center being a top five pit, like a player at his position may not be as good of a return on an investment as getting a top 15 defensive end, for example. So there's a whole lot of things that um, go into that, but that's the big thing is they're going to try to maximize value. And the fact that they, again, use the word opportunity suggests that also includes trades, which doesn't necessarily mean just for picks that could also be for players. Um, so, you know, for people who have, have like tried to will this idea that the Browns have to do a, B and C to stay employed or whatever, nobody, none of that is coming through in this mentality. They're operating the same way they, they, they have since they've gotten here. And I don't expect that to change. Uh, now, a couple of things, you know, that are just coming out here this morning um, as we're getting, you know, some discussion uh, from the quarterbacks, wide receivers, obviously everybody who's working out on Thursday, starting to make their rounds today, you're doing your media availability, then you go on a workout day tomorrow on Thursday. Um, Drake London, USC, he is only here to interview. He will not be doing any working out. Uh, Drake London suffered a, the broken ankle late in USC season, didn't finish the season. So he is here only in the interview capacity. Traylon Burks, uh, Arkansas, obviously somebody that's very popular among Browns fans as a possible addition to the wide receiver room, is planning on doing everything. And this one had been out there, and I'm not really sure why people uh, didn't know about this one. Uh, size 4XL gloves for Traylon Burks, Pete, which means we're talking a hand size of probably damn near close to 11. Traylon Burks is a player that the Browns are going to love. They're, if you're like looking at mock drafts and stuff, they're definitely a player the Browns are, are going to take ser seriously. Uh, it's entirely a question of um, can they get? Do they need to take him at 13? And I, I certainly wouldn't it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they did it. Or could they move back and get him? The thing with Traylon Burks is he is basically bigger than JOK, faster than JOK, plays wide receiver, um, and was 
unbelievably productive at Arkansas. They knew every play, they knew he was going to get the ball and they couldn't stop it. And as much as there are questions about like some of the routes he ran and some of these other things, he's big, strong and fast, knows how to get open. And he, you know, to me, I think you can make a case that he's a lot like the Arkansas could use him and, and or had used him and the Browns could use him. Not unlike how the 49ers use Debo Samuel. There's some of these, like, I'm not suggesting you put him in the backfield because you have guys for that, but you can do things like just hand him the ball and let him go run around. The other thing with Traylon Burks is he was a, I, I, if he wasn't an academic all American, he was certainly on a roll at uh, Arkansas. You know, th- those type of things matter to this team. They want to get good people as much as they want to get good football players. So like guys who like Traylon Burks, who offer physical superiority, and also are good people are the type of players that stand out and, and make sense for this team. That's how you get guys like, you know, Greg, Greg Newsom and JOK and those type of guys. Like you, you can see where a guy like Traylon Burks makes a ton of sense. Uh, and it, it, it like, I, the, however you rank your receivers, like you, know, if you like Traylon Burks, if you like Chris Olave, I guess, um, if, if I, if, if, if I said to you, you know, in two years, Traylon, if we look forward two years and go Traylon Burks is a superstar, how many people would be that surprised given his physical ability? Like, that's the thing where, you know, you can, it's not difficult to talk yourself into him. Um, so we'll see, but you know, for the Browns who, who have tight ends, DPJ is no small guy at 210 and 62. Like putting a guy who's out there who's like almost 230 pounds and 63 who can run like the wind can certainly do a lot of things for your offense. And with Traylon Burks, and uh, probably certainly obviously was coached up well because what have we heard this entire NFL season? You know, trying to find somebody who's like Debo Samuel. Traylon Burks actually went to the point of mentioning Traylon, uh, Debo Samuel as somebody um, that he likes to, you know, basically uh, mimic his own game after uh, really athletic guy, center fielder. So, you know, the tracking ability there is there as well. Um, and 22 on March 23rd. So obviously certainly fits within, you know, the age, you know, the rightness of the age of what, you know, the Cleveland Browns look for trying to get the guys on the younger cusp, trying to get them before the bad habits are ingrained into the player. So, you know, Burke, certainly somebody you're going to have your eyes on apparently has already met with the Cleveland Browns. He stated that today in his conversations. Uh, so certainly somebody the Browns are looking for. Well, we know the wide receiver is something there. Um, you know, the thought process of maybe getting bigger at the wide receiver position. Um, you know, when you look at it last year, you know, you don't say that, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I would say, is a big receiver. You wouldn't say he's like a big, big receiver. Burks comes in even bigger, even thicker, probably just as fast. The ability to track, uh, the ability to high point. I mean, you go to that Alabama game where him and Jamison Williams are basically going back and forth at each other all game long. It, it's just a fun game to watch if you you know you just want to see wide receiver play. So certainly for Debo Samuel, I'm sorry, not Debo Samuel. As now I'm putting myself there. Um, you know, for Traylon Burks, certainly you know somebody that is very very appealing for this team. Um, and I've said before, here was a guy that you know did a lot of damage down at Arkansas, but not necessarily with a, a ton of you know opportunities. You know, Arkansas's passing game was not that great, so you know he certainly was able to learn and you know and get his opportunity with a limited amount of reps. 
Um, you know, you looking for somebody like Debo Samuel, you also, for me, you look at, you know, Alan Lazard, what he does to the Green Bay Packers with his size and the fact that he's able to do things, you know, in aid in other ways, just then, you know, being a wide, being a wide receiver, you know, with Devontae Adams getting a ton of the reps out there. Um, so if you can get somebody, you know, the lower level, obviously you want some of that Alan Lazard play. You'd love to get some of that Debo Samuel play. So Traylon Burks, certainly somebody that is very, very appealing to Andrew Berry and his staff as far as revamping the wide receiver room. We're going to get some other things here. Uh, Pete Smith along for the ride on your latest Lockdown Browns going through combine coverage. Uh, today is Wednesday. We'll hear from Coach Kevin Stefanski later today. Workouts slated to start on Thursday. Again, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns your first listen. Day in, day out. We got a little bit more coming. Built Bar. This is the time of the year. I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I am sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I really enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They are marshmallowy. They are not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon eat churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, oh so good. These are going to be some of your new favorites. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, the Puffs included 100% real chocolate. Low calories, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macro chart. You will be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carbs. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious, and it'll be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they seem to pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Pete, I assume we're going to have to deal with this today. First question to Coach Stefanski will be, how is the rehab process for your quarterback? Are we looking at quarterbacks this offseason? Um, this stuff, it, it just doesn't go away. The Browns answer them. They do the polite thing, say what they have to say, and move on. Uh, so we'll get to that. Obviously, as Coach Stefanski later today, we'll get his opportunity uh, you know, with, you know, in front of the masses down in uh indy so there is that oh apparently uh he is also a boar hunter Trey Ellen burks um and wrestles boar so i mean if, you, if that is something that appeals to you guys i guess we are you know all 100 in <laughs> why not <laughs> cracks me up um so be with all of this still to go on and now tomorrow night with the workouts and again we're gonna see how this is gonna go because p it's still slated that the bench press and the field workouts are going to be in the same day if it's me I'm in the combine or I'm managing, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm managing my client. I mean, is that something I want you to do both of, um, you know, are we going to just say, Hey, let's do the field workout here. We can always, you know, bench at pro day or we can bench here and do our workouts at pro day. Um, no one is going to bench. 
Um, I, I'd be stunned at how many guys bench. Now, having said that, they do everything in the same day on pro day. You know, they bench, they run, they do all that stuff on pro day. So it's a little bit of a cop out, but it's just the way that the combine works that it can sort of sap your energy. So you're not, you know, I, a lot of guys are going to opt to skip the bench and more power to them. I mean, it is a threshold test if you even believe in that. Um, but you, uh, it, it doesn't matter that much. I mean, it's just not that important of a test. Um, it, it seems more than anything, just reflect who's been in the weight room. Um, but yeah, you, you know, I don't see any, any real benefit to, to doing it that way, by the way, former Browns linebacker, Kaluka Mayava, who Jeff Lloyd will not know, um, was a spear hunter for going after boar. Um, so, you know, this is not, not an unfamiliar area, but certainly Traylon Bricks and, and Wyatt Teller probably could hang out. Um, and Wyatt Teller could introduce him to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, they could always use oh. a fifth. They could always use a fifth for Dungeons and Dragons. That's true. Um, actually, there, there was one. I know there was a Jets draft pack back in the day. Actually, it was Ohio State kid. Um, Anthony Schlegel. He was another one. Um, and I know the Jets had drafted him, and it was a waste of a pick. He was a top 100 pick. I don't, you know, he put, maybe played, you know, about as many downs for the New York Jets as I did. Um, so there was that aspect to it. Um, now, um, one more time, we, we we continue to roll through here um, you know, with players talking here. You know, now Drake London apparently has had his meeting with the Browns. Uh, so obviously, you know, the Browns are doing their due diligence as far as the wide receiver position. Um, Pete, and looking at this, and, and I talked a little bit about this yesterday with John Costco, is there a mold here? When you look at these top guys, whether it's Wilson, whether it's Olave, sleep it in there, whether it's Burks, whether it's London, whether it's, it's Jamison Williams, is there one of these guys that in particular you look at and say, that's it, that's the guy. He is what they are looking for, not just size, stature, speed-wise, but game-wise and knowing, you know, the routes that the Browns expect, the, the routes that the Browns love, you know, to work with their wide receivers and hopefully they can get to this point where they're working vertically, then come back to running these rollouts, dump-offs to tight ends, running backs, et cetera. Um, if if you were going to make a mold and say this is is this is a mold for the Browns, it's Burks. I mean, he's six three, two hundred and twenty five pounds or whatever he is, and and runs that fast. But I don't think the Browns operate that way. I, I think they are going to look at these guys and go, "What can our offense look like with this guy in it?" Uh, Drake London is a net. I mean, if you want to put him in there, he's he, you're going, "Oh, he's not that fast." Well, he can do fades he can do comebacks he can do all kinds of stuff where he's working underneath and, and and just moves the ball down the field hopefully creating space and opportunities for guys like donovan people's jones down the field more david njoku down the field anthony schwartz maybe down the field even as a wide receiver four you know how, how much how much can he open up for those other guys likewise if you go with a guy like uh uh garrett garrett wilson uh he he's a problem in terms of not only is he a threat to beat man coverage or whatever, but if you don't get a, a, a quick tackle on him, he may take it to the house. He's that dangerous. Um, all of these guys, and that might include Olave, um, are guys who create space. They are guys who make everybody else around them better. And it's just largely a question of, how they how they do it and what do you do with the rest of your guys to sort of complement that? I think 
there's you, you can sort of you know design an offense around any one of these guys and it's just a question of how you do it like, like with London as mentioned there are a lot of short passes there are a lot of places he can use his body to post up and all these other things and a guy like Traylon Burks some of that may be legitimately tur- doing what doing what the Bengals did with Jamar Chase and drew so much praise for uh Joe Burrow even as talented as he is he he is fantastic at catching the snap turning and throwing to Jamar Chase and watching him run for 40 yards Traylon Burks looks like the perfect guy for that so um, those quick screens, those type of things, you know, they, they, it's just a matter of forming your offense to what guys do really well and what it allows other guys on your team to do well. So I don't look at it. I, I don't expect the Browns look at it like that, but if they have to go like that, how could you not be a coach in that building and be like, what could I do with Traylon Burks? Just physical superiority over everything else. He is just massive. He's a linebacker who happens to line up at X, if that's where you want to put him. Um, you know, that, that that's, it, that's where you get into the, you know, you, you get into what do you want a guy to look like? It's Traylon Burks. So, uh, Pete, without much pause and hesitation, it sounds like if it's wide receiver at 13 for Pete Smith, it's Traylon Burks and you don't care about any of the others. Um, I, 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 you sound like you're crushing hard, Pete. I ain't gonna lie. I, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I love Traylon Burks, I, I, but I see an argument for a lot of these guys. Like, I really like Drake London. I really see where that offense makes sense. Like, I, I lo- love the idea of having recreating the Drew Brees, uh, uh, Colston, Marcus Colston sort of vibe going. Marcus Colston was never a guy who was going to, you know, make superstar plays and and, and like just run behind everybody, but they would just move the ball down the field consistently and it would open up opportunities for other guys. Like that's a great situation. Meanwhile, um, Traylon Burks, you know, might be a guy who's more like Debo Samuel, or maybe he's a guy like DK Metcalf, um, two completely different players in terms of how they win, but certainly has a, a real advantage. It, Garrett Wilson has a lot of sort of Stefan Diggs vibes to him and how he wins and how he creates and, and how he does those things. And then you've got guys like a, a Chris Olave, who's just like sort of the ultimate professional. Like there's no, it, this is, I've compared it all along and say it's flavors of ice cream. It's just, it, what, do, what do you like best? Now, just from, like I said, from a coaching standpoint and, and just looking at the potential of what, what might be, it's really difficult to get away from a guy like Traylon Burks just because you, you just see all the potential in the world. I, I particularly think the Browns like him because it, they run an offense. They can do all the things that the 49ers did. Again, not likely to want to put him in the backfield like they did and just hand him the ball when you have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, but you can create touches for him. You can create opportunities for him to just be sort of an extension of the, of the running, like basically runs that are quick passes or, or short tosses, and then you can go down the field with him. So just in terms of like looking at how this offense operates, I think Traylon Burks is really, really enticing, but like I'm excited about a lot of these guys. Yeah, and, and, and to be clear, right now I still think if he's there, the Browns would jump on uh, George Karlaftis over all these guys. And and I know a lot of people seemingly are down on him, and I cannot figure out for the life of me why. But like that guy just strikes me as a guy as the investment that the Browns would love to make. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like all these superlatives, you know, you seem to you're spewing out here about Traylon Burks. If we're talking about the defensive end position, I think it's all the same things you would say about a player like you know George Karloftis, and obviously he's still a baby in terms of age. Um, but you know, look, I mean, you know, and you think about a possibility of you know trotting out David Njoku, Traylon Burks, Donovan Peoples Jones, and Anthony Schwartz. Uh, you talk about all players who you know probably run you know wide receivers four four better. David Njoku, an incredible freaky athletic player at the tight end position. Then you have either Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt in the backfield. Um, and the ability, like you said, manufactured touches, you know, whether it's, you know, quick smoke patterns, whether it's, you know, quick screens, um, you can hand the ball to Traylon Burks. We've seen them hand the ball to Anthony Schwartz. It's the fact that when you are lining up, A number one, you do not have a tell on the offensive side of the ball. It is the fact that we are going to use almost every single player that is on the field in any capacity. You might have to worry about Traylon Burks carrying the ball. You might have to worry about Anthony Schwartz. So it's just all these thoughts. And all this, you know, verbiage that's going to have to go, you know, through the defense, the linebackers, the secondary, you know, as far as coverage, assignments, what are we doing if he does this? What are we doing if he does this? Um, and just trying to, you know, give yourself the best overall advantage for success. Um, look, but Burks would be a slam dunk selection. We'll see how it works out. And I, I, you know, I'm with you, Pete. I, I am not sold 100% that it is wide receiver at 13. Um, certainly until, you know, Jadavian Clowney is re-signed or does re-sign. Maybe that makes it a little bit more clearer. Um, but even still, the potential of this class, the defensive end position, some of the players um, are just outstanding. They're young. Some of them still have a, a lot more growth to do as a player. It's certainly something that cannot be slept on until this point. So we'll get to workouts tomorrow, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow night, obviously, with uh, the first round of workouts going down uh, tomorrow. We'll get to the coverage of Coach Stefanski who speaks today. We're getting more and more information here as we're finally getting players up at the podium. Them speaking, you always get some good stuff. And one thing I like to see about it is just how loose the guys are because it's a very, very pressured situation. Um, it is the most likely the biggest you know, interview process of these young men's entire life. A ton at stake. You want to see who's loose with it, who's fun with it, who's engaging. And, you know, for me, that's one of the things I've always enjoyed about, you know, the podium sessions with these guys. Um, he is Pete Smith, Browns Digest on SI.com. Uh, always crushing it. Obviously, be a ton coming out this week of Combine coverage, you know, from Pete and the crew over there. Uh, the podcast, uh, when we come, Pete, Thursday this week? What's up? The podcast? Thursday, this week. What? what Yours? What, with, no, she's. We're off this week. Okay. Next, we're off this week. Uh, next week, uh, I'm going to do a pod with with Jake Burns talking about Baker Mayfield, uh, and then I, 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 Nicole should be back the following week. A little late winter recess for Nicole. So for Pete's sake, obviously uh, not this week. She's roughing it in Florida as we speak. Ah, oh, poor girl, poor girl, poor girl. Nicole, you know, make sure you use that sunscreen. You're gonna burn up like a. You're gonna burn up quick, going from uh, Ohio down to uh, Florida this time of year. So for Pete's sake, obviously, we'll be back next week, as Pete had mentioned. Um, you know, so make sure you're following uh, at underscore Pete Smith underscore again. All the work, Browns Digest, Sports Illustrated dot com. Myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Ideas, questions, thoughts for the show. Feel free to hit me up in the DMs. Again, with the offseason, we have a lot more flexibility as far as content that we can put in, put out, you know, as far as, you know, the you know, no more, you know, the, the restrictions, a lot less as far as covering, you know, from game to game and getting all the uh, information in, you know, during game week. So you know, any ideas, feel free to shoot on over. Always appreciate you guys for it when you do. Um, 
for everybody as far as you know making lockdown browns your first listen every day i do truly appreciate it um it's been a nice it's been a nice nice run here for almost five years now um the loyalty of the listeners you know you guys are awesome i could not appreciate it anymore uh so whatever podcast platform you use make sure you're following or subscribe to the lockdown browns podcast five star ratings written review so we got to a bunch here today we spoke from you know heard from andrew berry uh, some thoughts here, you know, on the wide receivers um, as they're starting to speak today in you know, just a ton. I mean, combine week, um, this is, you know, this week is probably comes down a lot, you know, the most information as far as, you know, things heating up as far as the ultimate leading into free agency two weeks from now. So, you know, just it's a blast to cover and it's, it's great to hear this information after, you know, for the Browns obviously being out of relevance for almost two months now from the regular season until now. So, you know, Lockdown Browns will be here for you all week. We'll have this all covered for you, you know, in the best way that we can. And with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.